0: Bowbulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Bowbulb.org. Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Sunday, the 2nd of May, 2021. Our family worship service at the Bosman Congregational Church normally commences at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning. You are most welcome to come and join us at service. And so, friends, today we're going to reflect on the text coming to us from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 20, verses 24 to verse 31. But let us start with a call to worship. Christ has overcome the grave. Let us rejoice and give thanks to God. We have come and pray to Christ, that Christ may assist us to overcome our sin, our disobedience and our failures. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah! The risen Lord Jesus Christ is with you. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, today we recall God's saving act in history. We recall how in the fullness of time, God's own Son, Jesus Christ, was sent to be our Saviour. May the Holy Spirit open our hearts and open our minds to hear God's message of hope and to hear God's message of salvation. Come, let us join together in prayer. Lord, to whom shall we go this morning? You have the words of eternal life. Help us in this moment of worship to hear your voice, to obey your word and to commit ourselves again to you. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, our friend, our saviour and our liberator. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, to him with you and the Holy Spirit. One blessed God be glory and unending praise. Amen. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, let me read a few verses to you from the Holy Scriptures this morning. As uh, as the Holy Scriptures, as uh, the Gospel of St. John brings these words to us. Jesus again appearing to his disciples and the disciples uh, uh, before his appearance, this is what the disciples had to say to Thomas. We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, "Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. This is the Good News of Jesus Christ. And so, the theme of our family worship service on the Sunday morning, the 2nd of May 2021 is The Finger of Thomas. Het u al gehoor van die Afrikaanse spreekwoord? Beter bang as Jan? Dit was moendlik die geval van Thomas. Perhaps Thomas was scared and did not want it to be seen, or did not want it to be associated with the other disciples. He might have even experienced a spiritual crisis or a dark night of his soul. If Thomas was scared and afraid at the time, we cannot blame him because the cross was a symbol of the most violent, most disgraceful, shocking scandalous and dishonourable execution known to the time that Jesus walked the earth. The cross at the time was a gruesome instrument of of torture and punishment. It was an instrument that was used at the time to inflict pain, and it was intended to cause suffering to the victim as long as it was possible. A victim could hang upon a cross for days on end and suffer great and unimaginable pain. The cross at the time was also a display of the power of the Romans. It was a warning that if you commit a crime like that of Barabbas, or who was convicted of murder and insurrection, you will be punished, you will be brought to book, you will be taught a lesson. The Romans believed that this is the only language that some criminals at the time understood. And so the cross was a display of power by the Romans, and it spoke to criminals loud and clear. It said to them that this is what will happen to you if you dare to commit a crime. This degrading and disgraceful form of punishment will stand today as a serious violation of human rights, if this kind of punishment should be measured against the Bill of Rights in the South African Constitution. The cross of Jesus Christ was erected on a hill called Golgotha, overlooking the city of Jerusalem. And since Jesus was sold by one of his most trusted friends for fifty silver coins, the price of his life, he died the death of his life. The cross was meant for slaves and for people who were not Roman citizens. Jesus suffered and died on the cross because Jesus was was horrified by the suffering. He was horrified by the exploitation of people. Jesus was horrified over the exploitation, corruption, corrupt activities. And our Lord and Savior was determined to do something about it. Jesus was determined to do something about the plight of the poor, to do something about the oppressed and the marginalized and those who suffered at the hands of the Jewish system. The Romans did not like this one bit, that a troublemaker called Jesus Christ would come to upset the apple cart by overthrowing their collaborative efforts with the Jewish system. To the Romans, Jesus wanted to make himself King of the Jews by replacing their system of oppression with the rule of God. Therefore, when Pilate crucified Jesus together with the religious leaders, Pilate put up this accusation, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Thomas had seen what had happened to his Lord. He probably thought to himself, LIVER BANG AS Thomas therefore withdrew himself from the fellowship of the disciples. Or, perhaps, I should rather say, Thomas intentionally alienated himself from the rest of the disciples because of how the system treated Jesus Christ. Thomas isolated himself from the fellowship of the disciples of Jesus Christ. He also isolated himself from the life-sharing friendships of the other disciples. In isolation and alienation, Thomas ran the real risk of losing his way. Doing this, Thomas was running an even greater risk that he will not become the person that God in the person of Jesus Christ intended him to be. Without the other companions in his life, without the other disciples in his life, he ran the real risk that he might lose his way, and that he will never ever live up to the real reason for his existence. With that being a reality, there was now a real possibility that the light of Jesus Christ can go out in his life, in the life of Thomas, and that the light of Christ cannot shine so brightly through him anymore. There was a real threat that wholeness and that healing and restoration will escape Thomas and that he will not experience the life-enriching presence of God in the person of Jesus Christ in his life. Such is the price to pay when the lockdown levels of COVID-19 had come to separate us from the fellowship of other believers, when the doors of our Holy Sanctuary were closed. Such is the price to pay when Christians decide to isolate themselves, to alienate themselves from other believers, and believe me, it happens where Christians decide, I want to isolate myself from my spiritual family, or even intentionally alienate themselves from other believers. But if this is so, if this is the case, and if you have made that decision, there is an even greater price to pay when we alienate and isolate ourselves from contact with other people on the basis of their skin colour, on the basis of their ethnic group, on the basis of their status in society. And we begin to treat other people as objects, no matter who they are or how valuable they may be. There is no human contact when we make decisions like this. In a, pre- in a presentation of one of the professors at UNISA. He said, arriving at a white colleague's home, he was introduced to his family, the family of the white colleague in a way and in a manner that set him him apart from other black people in our country. He was different than them. He was different than other black people in the country. And this is how his white colleague introduced him to the white colleagues, family members, and friends. But friends, the Bible affirms today the proverb, a person is a person through other persons. Therefore there can be no I without you. No wonder there was some protest action to change the name of William Nicol Drive in Brinston to Winnie madikizela Mandela Drive. And the reason for this, the protesters said, was that the people living in the area and the people living there lives in isolation and alienated themselves from the rest of the country's citizens. But growing into Christ likeness, growing into the people God intended us to be, and in order to experience the life-enriching presence of Jesus Christ, communion, fellowship, or koinonia, is important. And there is simply no way that a believer can decide, I want to isolate myself, I want to intentionally alienate myself from the fellowship of believers. To grow, to live, and to share together is important. It challenges those of us who moved out of the townships into the suburbs and become like the people of the suburbs. Because it is the people in the suburbs that lives in in isolation. Live alienated lives, in alienated lives. You don't know who is your neighbor beyond your high walls where you live. But it is in this situation of living, it is in this situation of growing and sharing together, that the Christ of love, mercy and grace comes to us into our human situations. Thomas was absent at the first appearance of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. He heard the disciples and the women found the tomb empty and... Then the other brothers told him about the death-defeating power of God's love, and that is that Jesus appeared in his glorious body to the communion and the fellowship of the other brothers. Joining them a week later, convinced that he needs to come back, convinced that he needs to join up with the other brothers and to have continued fellowship and koinonia with them, Joining them there for a week later, Thomas himself experienced the love Jesus proclaimed, the love Jesus lived and the love that Jesus had for him. A love that the powers of evil could not defeat, a love that the forces of the dark could not overcome. Thomas had first an experience of how the power of God's love brought life out of death. Bring your finger here, Jesus said to Thomas. The moment Jesus entered the fellowship um, and the communion of the disciples at the time, Jesus addresses Thomas and Jesus said to Thomas, Thomas, come here, bring your finger here. Push it through the nail, take this finger and push it through the nail prints in my hands. And then reach out your hand and put your hand into my side. And then Jesus said, Stop doubting and believe. Thomas had wanted to believe all along, but found the events and this instrument called the cross that stood in the way of his faith. These events could not fit into his faith. It was too cruel, it was too tragic, nothing made sense to him anymore. But Jesus tells Thomas, Thomas, by his action, Jesus tells Thomas, Thomas, I know that it is sometimes hard to believe when your faith in me is tested to its limits. And when the events in life is too tragic to see God in those human situations, Jesus said to Thomas, it is hard to believe when nothing makes sense. But even though it is at times hard to believe, especially in those traumatic events, challenging moments and difficult human situations, let your faith not falter and you are found wanting. And so Jesus said to Thomas, believe and stand firm and you will see how the power of God's love for you and its unquenchable capacity bring you through the most troublesome conditions in life. And so friends in Christ, it is in these moments that we find the truth, that we find the wonder and that we, and that we discover What a joy it is to know Jesus Christ in the most difficult and challenging moments in our lives. In the most tragic experiences of life, we discover what a joy it is to know Jesus Christ. and This is exactly what had happened to this hymn writer. The hymn writer in the most difficult time of his life wrote. When he wrote this particular hymn, he said, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer." Thomas realized that on that day when Jesus appeared again to his disciples, that he should commit and that he should surrender himself completely to Jesus Christ. And this is exactly what he did. did. And so, friends in Jesus Christ, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, maybe you have your doubts too this morning. Doubts that a situation will change for you for the better. Doubt that a parent or child will change their lives. Doubts about the direction of your career path. Maybe you have doubts whether a problem will be resolved. Or maybe today you have doubts about voting for the governing party again and that is okay if you have that kind of doubts. Maybe you have doubts today whether the main opposition party will make our our democracy works. Maybe you have your doubts whether the potholes thousands of bottles across our country whether it will be fixed. Maybe you have your doubts whether the infrastructure in our country will ever improve and whether load shedding will ever come to an end. Maybe you have your doubts whether our country will be a corruption-free country. Maybe you have doubts whether our trains will run on its tracks because the railway tracks and the train stations have been vandalised. Maybe you have your doubts whether you can really trust a politician. Or maybe, maybe, just maybe, you have your doubts about restoring a relationship, or restoring a friendship, or restoring a warm atmosphere in your family again. Maybe your family was just torn apart by things that had happened and you wonder whether there will be good and friendly relationships amongst family again and you wonder and you have your doubts about restoring that relationship and that warm atmosphere in the family or maybe you allowed your doubts to deter you from taking initiative. Like Jesus came to Thomas, Jesus comes to you and Jesus comes to me to convince us to vote differently, to use our vote differently if we are in doubt about the potholes that will be fixed across across our country. Maybe we should vote differently next time, but also to take initiative, initiative to live, initiative to share, initiative to grow together. Because this is what Jesus wants from us. This is what Jesus challenged us to do today. And in doing so, Jesus put in taking the initiative, in taking the initiative to live together and to share together and to grow together. In doing so, Jesus put us on our feet again. And he reconstructs our faith and he turns our doubts into certainty and he turns our despair into hope. And our darkness into life. Just take the initiative, take the first step, and believe in Jesus. And so commit yourself to Him and surrender yourself completely to Jesus during this Easter tide. Glory be to God who loves us unconditionally, Jesus Christ who is to restore our hope, and the Holy Spirit who lives within our hearts. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, turn the doubts of every doubting Thomas in the world, in our families, in our country, in our community, and in our friendship circles into faith. In Jesus' name, amen. May God the Father, by whose glory Christ was raised from the dead, strengthen you to walk with him. In his risen life. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Spudcaster podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.